What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. It is uh, Thursday, November 29th. We're almost there to December. We are heading towards the end of the regular season in the NFL. And we are heading towards the playoffs in fantasy football. you got lineups to set. you got decisions to make. We've got he I'm Will Brinson, by the way, the host of CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. You can subscribe, rate, and review. We're a little light on reviews on iTunes, so I'm going to beg you now. Please go review it if you like the podcast. And uh and please give the guy who's joining us right now, Heath Cummings, a follow on Twitter at Heath Cummings SR. Because you're Heath would you have a do we have we discussed this? Would you have a senior on the back of your jersey if you were um if you were an NFL player? No, I would just do the Roman numeral one. <laughs> That's actually a really good answer. <laughs> Somebody should do that. Can could you change your name to Heath Cummings I? <laughs> I am Heath Cummings the first. Yeah, and but do you become Heath Cummings this Heath Cummings senior when you have a Heath Cummings junior? Like, because Rob, my, Robbie, my son is a junior, but I don't like go by senior. Maybe I should go by senior. Yeah, I think you should definitely go by you. You should definitely be Will Brinson senior. Or are, you do have a junior, right? You're not like senior because you're a senior fantasy writer, are you? No, I am. I do have a junior. I, I have a Heath Cummings junior. Nice, very nice. Um, I think I think my driver's license now even says senior. Okay, that's 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 a power play. I like it. I respect it. Yeah. Uh, power power game coming up on Thursday night. Saints at the uh, the Cowboys. It's a monster game. I mean. There's a lot of fantasy stuff at play. The, the, the Saints are actually huge favorites. I mean, not surprising, but seven and a half point favorites in Dallas. Uh, this game sets up to be a pretty, uh, pretty big game for a lot of fantasy owners in, uh, in, in week 13, I think, because over under 53, it's one of the higher totals on the board. We'll get to the Panthers and Buccaneers in a minute. That's the next highest. Um, yeah, three or four games here with big totals. Um, what, what's your play here? Uh, is there anybody you're sitting in this game? Well, it's going to partially depend on who plays, mm. because we don't don't know the status yet of Traquan Smith. Right. Uh, I, I'm going to be leery about using him if he plays, but if he is out, then it definitely opens up uh, Mr. Arnold. Hey, Arnold. Dan. Dan. Dan Arnold. Dan. Tom. Whatever his first name is. Um, because he's seen more <laughs> involvement in the offense recently, and he's tight end eligible. Mm. Mark Ingram's not a great start. Yeah, I'm leery of Mark Ingram. And, and it's not even so much that, like, I think Mark Ingram is going to be bad. It's just we've seen pretty clearly now what the range of possibilities are. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the bad ends really bad. And we've had some – we have no buys. So we've had some new blood at running back that I would – like, I would definitely start Gus Edwards over him. Mm-hmm. I would definitely start Josh Adams over him. Um, I, I'm definitely starting Aaron Jones I'd start Austin Eckler over him. Wow. Okay. What about Justin Jackson, the other, the North rookie out of Northwestern? I a... I don't know for sure what the split's going to be, but my anticipation is that Eckler gets a, a vast majority of the targets and about sixty percent of the carries. Wow. You have? Do you think he'll get that much, that many carries? I mean, I think sixty percent in a game where they're on the road at Pittsburgh without Melvin Gordon, I think yeah. probably yeah. means like yeah. twelve for Eckler, eight for Jackson. Wow. Okay. So eight carries for Jackson. So we're not looking at a whole lot of. No, I think he yeah. was a guy this week that was a definite add, a definite stash, because the next two matchups are fantastic: Kansas City and Cincinnati. Yeah. And there is a possibility that I'm just that I'm wrong in the way I'm reading this, and Eckler gets the forty percent, and Jackson gets the sixty percent, 
and then you're absolutely starting Jackson next week. Did you did you guys discuss this on FFT Fantasy Football Today, which is a fantastic uh, podcast? Uh, you should listen to it. It's daily. It breaks down fantasy football. Uh, Heath, Dave, Richard, Jamie Eisenberg, Adam Azer, host. Um, did you guys discuss the actual play in which Melvin Gordon got injured? And how stupid it was? It was the stupidest thing on the planet. And I was tweeting about it, and like, like he's ran an end around, and I yelled about it. I've yelled about it on this podcast, and um, Brady Quinn disagreed with me. So here nor there. But Dave Richard was tweeting me, and he was like, "I mean, uh, you know, it just kind of happens." It's like, no, it just doesn't just happen. You you unnecessarily put your star running back at, at risk when you had a bad knee and a bad hamstring. It's stupid. He should not have been on the field after halftime. No, it just makes no sense. Put him on a stationary bike and let him work out that hammy. But he wanted to play. Well, that's great. I want to live in a, a mansion. I think we're going to see a similar type situation with A.J. Green this week. Mm. There's no reason for the Bengals to risk the future of A.J. Green with Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. There's no reason for A.J. Green to play again this year. But A.J. Green wants to play. That's yeah. But, but the, the Chargers thing is different, too, because Melvin Gordon, as good as Phillip Rivers is, their offense revolves around Melvin Gordon and they are, they were going to be eight and three. Like they're up 28 to 10 against the Cardinals. The game's over. Um, anyway, that's a, a different tangent. The, the Thursday night thing, uh, by the way, Dallas ranks eighth in, uh, rush DVOA, uh, defensively. So not a great match. Like Mark, the, for me, the, the floor is if, if this is a close game or a shootout, Mark Ingram ends up being not very impactful and they use Alvin Kamara in the passing game. I also think, Heath, that we see a, uh, big bounce back from Michael Thomas in this game. A lot of times you see with those receivers, the star receivers, not, not like He's a squeaky wheel, but he's having a huge season, and he had a really bad Thanksgiving Day uh, performance. Not bad performance, he just didn't get the ball out because they, they bracketed him. Uh, I think we see him bounce back this week. I would expect so. I think I think Drew Brees is interesting mm. because I don't believe the Cowboys are a bad defense. No, they're good. And we have seen the Saints, for the most part this year, when they are on the road, they go more run heavy. Mm. Brees is averaging 320 passing yards per game at home. 240 on the road. Wow, that's crazy. You can't sit him. Last week he threw for 170, but he threw four touchdowns, so it was fine. That can't be the expectation. Right. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a, that is a, uh, that is an outlier in terms of, I mean, like he's, right. he had like 21 passing attempts or like 19 passing attempts or something like that. So I'm a little bit worried about Drew Brees. I, I, like, I would start Jameis Winston over him. Would you really? I would. Would you start Russell Wilson over Drew Brees? You you know what I'm going to say to this. And, and Russell Wilson has been my arch nemesis this yeah, entire season. Uh, but I do think he has a better matchup against the 49ers, who have been decent against the run and just awful against the pass. Wow. So I would start Russell Wilson over Drew Brees. Would you actually make that? Like, I don't think you I, – I would guess you don't own Drew Brees in very many leagues, if any leagues. Um, although he did fall pretty late in drafts. But, like, would you actually – I know you say you'll do it. Would you actually make that lineup transaction? Because a lot of times for me, and I, I don't think that I'm different than the average fantasy owner in this respect, if I have a guy like Drew Brees, I'm not thinking about other options. Like, I'm just – it's a plug-and-play situation. And it should I guess I'm asking, should people viably consider doing that, like picking up Jameis Winston and starting him over Drew Brees? Because the downside is if you're wrong, you hate yourself for the rest of life. I I get that everybody else feels that way. And I don't know what's wrong with me, <laughs> but I spend a day and a half at the beginning of the week putting together projections for the week. Sure. And I go through and set my lineups, and I would feel more stupid playing the guy that I had projected for less fantasy points than I would playing the guy that has the lesser recognized name. Wow. 
That's it. It's fair. I mean, like you got like your your process has gotten you far enough where you're paid to talk about fantasy football. Um, and you, are you a DFS millionaire too? Are you a DFS? I, I am not a DFS millionaire. Okay, DFS hundred air, hundred air, thousand air. Oh, def- definitely a hundred air. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, yeah. So, I, what about, I like Dak Prescott in this game too. I think the Saints' defense has been much better. Um, but they are they're they've been stout in the on the defensive line. I still think Dak Prescott could put up points. Are you playing Dak if you got him? I like Dak quite a bit. The problem is, and I tweeted about this at the very beginning of the week. I said, the buys are over. I am going to rank one of your favorite quarterbacks, number 18. Mm. And that does not mean I don't like him. There are legitimately 19 starting quarterbacks this week. Dak's mm. one of those 19, but he's not in my top 12. Wow. Okay. So... Um, I'm, I'm looking at your quarterback rankings. We'll get to more of that in a second. Anything, would you play any, you don't play either of the defenses in this game. Um, no. you play Zeke, you play Amari Cooper, Cole Beasley, no. Um, anybody else worth mentioning? Probably not. No, I think we've pretty well covered it. Okay. I, uh, I will say that Dave and Jamie both like the Saints defense as a start this week, and they don't like Cooper or Dak as much as I do. Hmm. Okay. They've just, they've bought into the Saints being one of the best defenses in the NFL, which they have been for the last month. Okay. Uh, Panthers and Buccaneers. This is going to be a high scoring game. Vegas has set this at 55 and a half for the over under. It is in Tampa Bay. The Panthers are in a must win situation. They have to win their next two games. Um, Tampa is playing for, to save Dirk Cutter's job and potentially Jameis Winston is auditioning for a, a contract extension. You have both quarterbacks in your top six. Uh, is there anybody, Christian McCaffrey is an absolute monster this, this year and this week. Who are you? Who are you, are you playing everybody in this game? Is this the Bonanza game? This, you, you want, all, don't say that word. You want all of the players <laughs> from this game. Uh, DJ Moore is a top 15 wide, top 16 wide receiver. For wow. Me. Okay. Christian McCaffrey is my number one running back. Okay. Uh, you're starting Mike Evans. I think you use Adam Humphreys as a number three wide receiver. The okay. thing about Humphreys, cause I don't, I don't know what your feel on this whole Deshaun Jackson second opinion thing is, but we talked about it a couple weeks ago with OJ Howard. If a guy goes and sees the doctor and the first thing you hear is he's getting a second opinion. That means the first opinion is bad. That, that that's, means that's what that means. Right. That's all that means is like, if he's getting a second opinion, it means the first opinion was so negative that he wants to see if someone else will give him a different opinion. Nobody, yes. like, nobody gets a positive prognosis. And it's like, oh, you know what? I'd like to confirm that, that I'm fine. Like, <laughs> you, no, if, if a doctor tells you you're fine, you just stop going to doctors. You don't, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so, so, yeah. no Deshaun Jackson, no OJ Howard and, Humphreys really, when Jameis has been in there, has filled in that Jameis checkdown role along with Cameron Brait. Mm. So, and Carolina, as you know, terrible against slot wide receivers. Last time he faced this team, he had eight for 82 and two touchdowns. Ooh, that's a good point. So if you need a guy, like if you've got a, a deep flex league and you need a guy to start there, Humphreys is a good guy to get. And this is going to be a shootout. Carolina, Carolina's defense hasn't been playing well this year. I mean, they gave up huge passing plays to the Seahawks last week, about tons of breakdowns in coverage. The, the okay against the run. I don't think that matters for Tampa Bay because they can't run. So yeah, this is that, that's a good point. And Humphreys is probably out there in a lot of leagues, I would expect. And right? there are, are a lot of, Name with receivers that I don't like this week. Oh, give us some names that I would I would start at, like Allen Robinson. Sure, Jarvis Landry. Sure, Golden Tate. Go, why Why do people own Golden Tate? What's the point? Of well, all? here's my problem because I own Golden Tate in a couple leagues, and Dave and Jamie keep harassing me about dropping him, and they're right. But the reason to own Golden Tate is in the last two weeks he has more targets than anybody on the team. Hmm. He has twice as many targets as Alshon Jeffrey. I'm going to generally assume that a guy that's getting 25% of the targets 
from Carson Wentz is eventually not going to suck. <laughs> maybe, but maybe that would would make sense. Uh, do the Eagles have who do the Eagles have in their final weeks? I I need to check more. I need to check back in more on the Eagles because I I feel like they are um, two wins away. They are. Just flat two wins away from being right back in the playoff hunt. If they beat the Redskins and beat the Cowboys, uh, they close with the Rams and Texans. So not uh, in terms of fantasy, Rams, Texans, Redskins. So not ideal, but that Rams game could end up being a shootout, and they give up plenty of points. Uh, so maybe maybe Golden Tate is worth holding on to. Uh, and, uh, after and speaking all. of Alshon, I'd rather start Adam Humphreys than Alshon this week. I'd rather start. Uh, DJ Humphreys than Alshon this week. <laughs> Alshon's Alshon is Alshon is a. He had a nice little stretch to open when he got back and got healthy, but he has been a bust lately. Well, yeah, I think the problem is there's two things. The Eagles can't protect it all. Right. I mean, the, the Giants had 11 sacks in 10 games, and they played the Eagles had three in one game. Right. And then Wentz is not I, – I don't think he's been a different guy throwing the ball, but he's not – like the amazing things he did in 2017 was a 280-pound lineman would get him in a bear hug, and all of a sudden Carson Wentz was out of it and throwing a pass. He's not been as escapable yeah. this year. Yeah, and, and a lot of those were converting third downs. Yes. And Jeffrey was his big guy who was catching stuff a little bit down the field. Yeah, you're right. Uh, sticking with the quarterback, anybody else on Carolina, Tampa Bay that you want to cover? The only guy I'm worried about is Peyton Barber. No, that's Because uh, I believe in the Panthers' run defense, and I think Jameis is going to have to throw 45 times. I think that you are correct about that. Jameis will throw a bunch. If you, Jameis is a, is a great start this week. Uh, he's just gonna have to chunk the ball a bunch. By the way, the Panthers, uh, number one in terms of fantasy points given up to tight ends. Buccaneers are number five. So Greg Olson and, and Cameron Braid, of course, are, are starting for your team. Um, quarterbacks. You mentioned top 12 guys. Is Marcus Mariota in your top 12 quarterbacks? He is currently at 13. And I am actively looking for someone to drop behind him <laughs> to find to some on. way to make the numbers work to where he is in my top 12. He has been phenomenal in the last three games that he's not been hurt. 26 he's... fantasy points a game, 10.1 yards per attempt, 77% completion percentage. He's been an absolute stud, and he has a rushing touchdown in all th- in one of those games. He's been absolutely outstanding. He and Corey Davis, I want to start them both. Yeah, Corey Davis is awesome. He's fulfilling, he's fulfilling his potential and, um, Titans don't have a terrible schedule. I mean, the, the Jets are, the Jets don't give up some points, right? I mean, like they, they get the Jaguars, Giants, and Redskins to close out. That's a pretty good schedule. Yep. Uh, Derek, do you do anything? What do you think about Deion Lewis? What, I, I feel like he's a, a sneaky play this week against the Jets actually, cause he looked, he looked like they were trying to use him against the Texans and they just couldn't find any room. Like they, it felt like he was, tr- they were trying to get it going. He just couldn't, like every time he would get the ball in a screen pass, he'd be surrounded by Texans. They did throw it to him a lot. Yes. My concern with Deion Lewis is we had that three game stretch from week seven through 10 where they gave him the workload in the running game. You had 13, 19, 20 carries. The last two weeks, Derrick Henry has more carries than he does. Mm, that is concerning. And that's not good. No, and Derrick Henry's not good. What I, 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 I tell you, I've got a great, great stat for you. I think it was tweeted out by Field Yates. Did you see it? I did not see it, but Field always has very great stats, I will say that. It was the percentage of each running back's carries that has gone for part positive yardage. Okay. Oh, I saw, I, yeah, go ahead. Derrick Henry leads the NFL at 88.1%. Mm. That dude can fall forward. <laughs> he certainly can. <laughs> Um, oh Christ, I'm playing, I'm playing Adam, Adam Humphreys this week as I just found out. That's wonderful. Um, 
Okay, quarterbacks elsewhere in quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson. What are you doing with Lamar Jackson? Because to me, we, we talked about this two weeks, we talked about this for the last three weeks. Lamar Jackson has a great schedule. The Falcons aren't a good defense. He and Gus Edwards should be able to make magic happen again. Um, and, and then they have the Buccaneers the week after. I don't think if you're going to pick up, if you're interested in playing Lamar Jackson next week, I think you need to pick him up this week, right? Yeah, it's interesting because he's not necessarily the traditional, like it's hard to use traditional team defensive passing ranking yep. against him because he doesn't pass that much. Um, I do think that he is a de- decent start. He's right in that same Mariota range for me in six points per pass touchdown leagues. And if you're in a league and a lot of them are this way in four points per pass touchdown leagues, he is an absolute must start top six quarterback for me. In six point per passing touchdown? In four point. Four point. Oh, six point, no, four point, yes. Exactly. Really? Would you rather start him or Russell Wilson in a four point passing touchdown league? I, th- I, there are very few quarterbacks I have ahead of him in four. I am relatively certain that I'd rather start him. And I, yes, I got him ranked high. Just because of the likelihood of a rushing touchdown? Yes. Okay. Well, and because, like, you look at the, the rankings for six points per passing touchdown leagues, and those guys are losing four to six to eight points. For their touchdown production. Sure. He's probably only losing two. So right. he's scoring almost in four point as much as he is in six. Interesting. That's an interesting point. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it. And I, th- and I think I was really surprised just like looking over the waivers, cl- waiver claims from this week, but like it's just because the quarterbacks are so deep, but L- Lamar Jackson is still available. And, yeah. And Marcus Mariota is more available than he is. Yep. Uh, right. I mean, you know, I'm just looking at a, uh, a, a 12 team league that I'm in. Um, Lamar Jackson, Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford. And of course, Josh Allen is, is available out there. Uh, and Jeff Driscoll and, uh, Colt McCoy. These guys are actually starting as quarterbacks. Do you have any interest in starting them? Oh, I have no interest at all in starting them. I, I'm pretty excited about starting the defenses that they're facing. Mm. Uh, most of these guys are just terrible. It'll be interesting with Driscoll with AJ Greenback, what he does to the value of AJ Green and Tyler Boyd. Cause I don't think there's a huge difference between Andy Dalton and Jeff Driscoll, but there is a difference. And so I'm ranking A.J. Green as more of a low-end number two as opposed to a high-end number two. Uh, Chase Daniel, I think, basically makes every pass catcher on the Bears irrelevant. Sure. But Taylor Gabriel is my favorite Bears wide receiver when he's in there because he throws those shorter passes and Gabriel runs more of those routes. And there's a better chance. Like, Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson are better, quote, receivers than Taylor Gabriel. But I'd much rather have Taylor Gabriel with the ball in his hand at the line of scrimmage and see if he can break one tackle. Than I would Miller or Robinson. Well, and I think Tariq Cohen and Taylor Gabriel will be the plays for Matt Nagy this week because of the Chase Daniel factor. And and then with Kessler, I just I wonder. I mean, the Jags also have a new offensive coordinator. The last two weeks, they've ran the ball like seventy-five times, and they're not throwing it at all. Are they going to install Cody Kessler at quarterback and start winging it around now? You know, I don't even know who their offensive coordinator is now. I don't know his name, and I I couldn't I like Pete Prisco said it on today's FFT show, and I've already forgotten it. I like I don't I don't even know who they decided to promote, and I don't even care. Like, what's he going to do? I, that whole thing is a mess. I don't. Yeah, you certainly can't. Um, certainly can't. Uh, you can't. You can't start Cody Kessler. You can't start anybody on the Jaguars. You can't start. Uh, what are you doing about Leonard Fournette? Are you, are you pl- playing Carlos Hyde? Playing um, T.J. Yeldon? Stay away. I, I think Hyde and Yeldon are both flexes. I prefer Hyde and non-PPR and Yeldon and PPR. Interesting. You Would you rather play Carlos Hyde or Justin Jackson? I think I'd go with Hyde. Mm, I do not think that Hyde is going to have a good game. I don't either. 
I don't want. I think I'd rather probably start Legarrette Blunt than any of those guys. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think I want. Yeah, for sure, Legarrette Blunt, who had a really good game on on Thanksgiving Day for, against the Bears of all of all defenses. Um, would you would much rather have Gus Edwards than any of those people we just mentioned, or Josh Adams, right? Yes. Now, did you just pop up? I noticed on Twitter, Gus Edwards did not practice today. Oh God, it's Wednesday. I'm hoping that's just Gus Edwards is resting because they've been running him a lot. Sure. And they're going to run him a lot. But I, I think you have to view Edwards and Adams as virtually must-start running backs. I would start both of them over Joe Mixon. Wow. Are you kidding me? The Broncos' run defense has been much better. Yep. They shut down James Conner last week, and they are going to give no respect to Jeff Driscoll in the passing game. I don't think there's any room for Mixon to run. That's a, that's a fair point. Would you um, start either of those guys over David Johnson? That comes down to a PPR versus Mm non-PPR discussion. Gus Edwards is my favorite of the group, and I would start him over David Johnson in non-PPR. Okay. In PPR, Um, I still prefer prefer Johnson because Edwards, I don't think, has caught a pass yet. He is. He does not catch many passes. He just runs straight downhill and runs right through people and into people. I kind of like watching him run. It's actually wildly entertaining. Uh, Would you? Oh, Tom Brady. You mentioned you note here. Tom Brady has a terrible matchup. You talked about this weeks ago. The Patriots don't have a great schedule. Tom Brady's traditionally not been great down the stretch. Are you playing Tom Brady this week? Or are you benching him? Well, I, I we were talking about who, how I I'm not. I want to make sure people knew that I did not hate whoever I ended up ranking as my number eighteen quarterback. <laughs> and Tom Brady's my number eighteen quarterback. Number eighteen. Number eighteen. Tom. He he doesn't like that. He's the number 16 quarterback in fantasy on a per game basis this season. That's very bad. That's not, it's certainly not good unless you're playing in a two quarterback. It's league. literally average. Like it's like, I mean, yeah, it's really below average when you consider starting quarterbacks. Um, and, you, and Jamie talked about this a lot last week with Aaron Rodgers, who had a very bad game against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Since they got Everson Griffin back, they have absolutely dominated Opposing quarterbacks, and I'll yeah. just go through the names. Aaron Rodgers had 13 fantasy points against them. Mitchell Trubisky had 16. Matt Stafford had five. Mm. Drew Brees had 10. Those are really good quarterbacks for the most part. That's as good as it gets. And they're averaging like 11 fantasy points per game. And the Patriots, the Patriots do not care how they win. They just want to win. They won't try to air it out with Tom Brady. They will protect Tom Brady and try to run the ball and minimize possessions and try and turn over the Vikings. Um, so you would start, uh, would you, all right, stop me. Basically every quarterback we have talked about. Okay, stop me if I, well, not Mr. Trubisky, obviously, but Jameis Winston, Baker, how about Baker Mayfield? Are you starting Baker Mayfield over Tom Brady? Uh, that's what I'm struggling with. I've actually got Baker at 19 right now. Hmm. And he's another similar situation like Russell Wilson earlier in the year, where and Deshaun Watson, where they're just not throwing the ball very much. Like Baker had an awesome game last week. I think he's at 230 passing yards or fewer in three of his last four games yes and one of the reasons we were excited about baker for a couple of weeks is he went through the schedule stretch of schedule that lamar jackson's going through now well at houston is not the same thing his schedule has turned he got yes. he had he had tampa bay pittsburgh casey atlanta and cincinnati and he has he didn't go over 300 yards in any one of those games you know he did finish with um uh 13 total touchdowns and just two interceptions in that stretch which is really good. He's, he's run, good. he's running the ball pretty well. I mean, you know, he's got you know, a couple games of 20 plus yards, uh, but he's not going to be a volume guy. I don't think he's going to be a volume guy against Houston. And he's not seen anything like JJ Watt and Jadavian Clowney. Not, not even close. 
Not not remotely so, close. So I'm a, I'm I'm a little bit worried about Baker Mayfield. I've been wrong on him before this year. So if you really love him, start him. Like I said, they're not, he's the 19th of the 19 starting quarterbacks that I think are viable. He's number 19, and I don't think he'll kill you. But I don't think there's a ton of upside. I think to, I would rather gamble that Tom Brady has a big game against the Vikings on is that Sunday night or no? It's just Sunday afternoon, probably on. This is Sunday afternoon. I'd rather gamble that he has a big game against the Vikings than gamble that Baker Mayfield has a big game against the Texans. Agreed. Uh, Matt Ryan. How about Matt Ryan? What do you do with him? He's, he's, uh, playing, he's, he's got Baltimore coming into town. Baltimore's shown, uh, you know, they, they're willing to play at a faster pace than they were with Joe Flacco, but I think they certainly want to play it at, slow it down as much as they can. Uh, would you rather have Baker, Lamar, Marcus Mariota, or Matt Ryan? In a six-point-per-pass touchdown league, I'll take Ryan over all those guys. Mm-hmm. In a four-point-per-pass touchdown league, I would jump Lamar over Ryan. He's a low-end starter for me this week. It's a, it's a battle of, kind of narratives, I guess, mm-hmm. because you've got the Falcons at home, which has been almost unstoppable. Sure. And then you've got the Ravens' defense, which is pretty good, but hasn't been great as of late, just pretty good. So I, I think Baltimore will get after him a little bit, but he will still score enough points to be a decent fantasy starter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think that you run the I just you just run the risk if you have if you've had Matt Ryan and he's and he's scored all season long at a high at a high rate, you know you run the risk like he's like he's what he's top five or six quarterbacks in the NFL in terms of fantasy this year. You you you're running a significant risk if you sit him. For Lamar Jackson or a, or a Marcus Mariota, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I I'd rather start him than Drew Brees. Really, I'm just a little down on Brees. Interesting. Uh, we talked about the Chargers, Austin Eckler, uh, Chris Conley, and Josh Reynolds are two guys you have flagged with great opportunities. Please explain. Yeah, I think Reynolds as the third wide receiver in that Rams attack, and he took over that Cooper Cup red zone role. I don't think you should expect him to be as good as he was against the Chiefs because that was an outlier game for Jared Goff. He threw the ball 45 times. Right. He's been throwing it about 30, 35 times a game. And so I think he's probably more of a six-target guy, but I do think he has a good chance of getting into the end zone. And it's a similar situation for Conley. I don't expect Sammy Watkins to play this week. Sure. He didn't practice today. I'm not sure Sammy Watkins is going to play for the Chiefs in the regular season again. Are you, I was going to say, Sammy Watkins droppable? Yeah. 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 And I think Chris Conley is – flexish for as long as he's out okay but but again it's it's not as much of a ppr play as it is non-ppr it's going to be touchdown dependent all right so you're not even looking for them to get peppered with targets you're thinking these are guys that will be targeting the end zone because defenses are gravitating towards travis kelsey and and, exactly the other options and they're on teams that are probably going to throw four touchdown passes right and in mahomes case maybe like however many he decides to throw 12 Maybe maybe he's sick and tired of being second to the MVP to Drew Brees, and he wants to throw 12 touchdown passes. Heath. It, it will be a little bit interesting to see how the Chiefs approach this game because they can do whatever they want against the Raiders. Yes. They're going to win by as many points as they want to. And Andy Reid is off the bye. And Andy Reid doesn't lose off the bye. No. But there's no risk of losing. The only risk is somebody getting hurt. So you're, like, thinking, this, your, you're thinking this might be a Kareem Hunt game? Is that what you're saying? I, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. Like you you'd obviously start you start all your Chiefs. Yes. You start I, I, yeah. Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey could just play one half of football and still be top five at their position. It could be thirty four to nothing at half and Tyreek Hill has two touchdowns and hundred and twenty yards and Kelsey has two touchdowns and hundred and twenty yards and Mahomes has a monster stat line and you're you're wondering can they put up even more and it doesn't really matter because they like they're they've got there for you. Uh, but on the other side of that game I do and I don't think it'll be thirty four nothing, because the Chiefs have been so bad against running backs. 
and it's been underrated how decent Doug Martin has been. <laughs> that, <laughs> See, like the way I qualified that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he, it's, it's decent, but I think he probably gets 12 carries. Uh-huh. And if you look at what he's done over the last month, it's really close to five yards per carry every single week. And the Chiefs give up about five yards per carry. So I think he probably has 60 rushing yards, catches two or three passes, and scores a touchdown. He's, he's a top 20 running back. I feel they've been using him more even when they're behind, it feels like, lately than they did early on when it was all Jalen Richard, right? I mean, it feels like... Well, yes. Yeah. Right about the time that John Gruden started talking about how they wanted to get Jalen Richard more involved <laughs> in the running game, they actually got Doug Martin more involved in the passing game. That's, that's, that is, that's very Gruden-esque of him. Uh, are you worried about James Conner? I'm not. I, I, I don't think the Chargers are going to fare very well going across the country without Melvin Gordon. I agree with you. I think the Steelers are going to blow them out. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to go. And then, like, I know there are people that are very excited about Phillip Rivers because he's been good this year with limited pass volume. And they think, well, now he's going to throw a lot and he's going to be great. I just don't think this game goes well for them. I think I wrote about this in my picks for today or for Wednesday. I think that this is going to look like the Panthers game. Where the on that Thursday night when Carolina yeah. went into Pittsburgh, and maybe 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 Rivers goes down and scores early, but I think the Steelers are just going to get up on them for some for some reason, and I, I don't know. It just it it feels a little stinky, like the lines three and, and a half. Yeah, and that could be good for Eckler still because he could catch eight sure. screen passes. Sure, I mean I I don't think I don't dislike him, and Rivers is okay because I do think he'll have a lot of volume, but I don't think you should expect him to have a huge increase in volume and maintain the same efficiency he's had. I think it's an Antonio Brown special on Sunday. That's a Sunday night game too, by the way. Uh, so you well, can't... sure he doesn't like it when Juju has big games. He doesn't like it when Juju has big games, and he wants no. he wants the ball. And there's something off there. There is. Like if you look at it, the, both of the interceptions last week, were targeting Antonio Brown. He's got like a 56 percent catch rate, and he's averaging 11 yards per catch. And did you hear Ben? He he said he's like he he didn't want to blame himself for the pick. I don't know who else you would blame, but it was like he, by not taking blame himself, he almost put the blame, like, you can't put the blame on the, like, there's only one other person to blame, right? I mean, the, yes. you, like, like, it's either him or Brown, and somebody did something wrong, and it felt like he was sort of pointing it towards Brown. I'm with you. It is a, it is a little uh, bizarre how, how that is going. Uh, when you look at, uh, when you look at DFS, oh, uh, any uh, beer recommendations that you had this week? I have had some fantastic beers. What you, I, I, I tweeted about it. I went to uh, Total Wine. Yeah. And I got the, Oh, you uh, had a big Black Friday party, didn't you? I I haven't drank those two yet. Well, but I, do what did, ha- you I got, did get the uh, CBS from Founders. Yeah. we were. T- yeah, I tweeted you about that. That's right. And I was able to pick up a uh, Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. Very good beer. Yes. Um, but I haven't drank either of those yet. But yeah, I've got uh, just give me... One second, I'll you, pull up the best do one you, I drank this week. Do you tend to age your your bourbon counties? Do you let them sit? I usually let them sit for like a year if I can. Um, it takes some discipline. It takes some serious discipline to do it. <laughs> I I am going to admit something. I've never had a bourbon county. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. You're in for a treat, man. Yeah. Uh, so I actually I had a buddy of mine who worked for Goose Island as a distributor, and. Um, and he was, uh, his, his wife was like eight months pregnant at the time. And he, he texted me and he said, Hey man, uh, I, there's this re- incredible restaurant in Raleigh called, the, called Stanberry. He said, we've got this big goose island party at the Stanberry. Um, 
I have an extra ticket because my wife can't go. Do you want to come with me? And it was Goose Island would bring out, they did like a big speech and t- test like the green line or whatever. And then, but then they did a pairing with each meal, like a different, go- a different Goose Island. Then they brought out specialty Bourbon County glasses and everybody got a 14, wow. 14 ounce Bourbon County pour at the end of it. It was a uh, pretty choice. That is fantastic. So the best beer that I've had the last week, I had some really good ones. Uh, for my anniversary, we went to World of Beer and tried some, some beers. And Midnight Hoppiness. Midnight Hoppiness? From Knee Deep Brewing Company. It is an Imperial Double Black IPA. Whoa. And I don't think there's anything better than a well-done black IPA. That's my really? favorite style of beer. Is it really? Yes. Interesting. And not enough people make them. They don't. They don't make them. They're not insanely popular because they don't – it doesn't fit the – it's, I think it's hard for people to, it's like, it's like benching Drew Brees for Jameis Winston. <laughs> it is. Like, it's like you're, you're like, okay, this is jet black, but it's an IPA. Um, have you had Breaking Bud by Knee Deep? Yes. Very good. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, Marty Caswell at Mighty 1090 sent me some Breaking Bud for, for doing appearances on their, on their radio station. Breaking, for, it's out in San Diego. Knee Deep does good stuff. Um, I'm trying to think what I had. We, um, we had cousins in town, so my cousins came up from Charlotte, and they all brought Charlotte beers to my parents' oyster roast on Thanksgiving. So we had um, yeah, some Sycamore uh, Brewing, um, I can't remember the name, uh, 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 Mountain Kush or something like that, or like something something heady. That yes, so, so, sounds delicious. Yeah. I also I got a, had a bunch of those Iowa beers. Oh yeah, how are those? Uh, there's one called Fire Skulls and Money. Sure, and it's an, an IPA. And it was outstanding. The, the Midwestern, there's like all these, like, uh, like who's the, like three Floyds is like death metal beer. Like everybody, yeah. everybody out in the Midwest always has these, like, it's like fire skulls and hops. I mean, like, yeah, it's, yes. it's something else. It's, it's the, their beers. Midwest, Midwest IPAs are heavily underrated though. Yes, very much so. Uh, Most uh, things in the Midwest are underrated. I would agree with that. Did you drink any of your Boulevard yet? Um, I had already, I, I have not tried the specialties yet. Yeah. I've got a Jamaican rum mm. aged and, uh, a brandy barrel aged. Mm. And, uh, so I haven't tried those yet, but I did have one of the, uh, bourbon barrel stouts and those are just amazing. They do. Like, I've that's, had those before. They're, yeah, they're fantastic. That's their, their bourbon barrel quad, their bourbon barrel yes. stout out of Boulevard are some of the best stuff they do. Um, all right. Uh, we'll get you out of here on this. Any DFS. Uh, plays you would recommend. Obviously, you know, if we talk about stuff throughout the podcast, if you say, hey, Adam Humphreys is a good play, uh, people should target him on DFS. I would assume he is dirt cheap on there, but anybody else that pops in, pops in your head, um, as, as a potential. And you tweeted, who did you tweet about the quarterback you suggested using last week? Was it, um, was it Lamar? It was Lamar. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to use him again. His price only went up $100. He and Jameis are both 7500 on FanDuel. I'm going to use both. Okay. Adam Humphreys is 6,000. I'm going to have a ton of him. Sure. DJ Moore is 6,400. I'm going to have a ton of him. As far as the expensive guys, I, I think you pretty much have to play Christian McCaffrey. He's a thousand dollars cheaper than Todd Gurley. Why would you not play him? He's against right. Tampa Bay. I would rather play Christian McCaffrey than Todd Gurley this week at the same price. Wow. All right. And then at wide receiver, I, I like, I mean, in tournaments, Tyreek's always a good option, especially on the road, especially against the Raiders. I think Devontae Adams has a pretty good game. And, uh, I'm going to play a lot of Kenny Galladay. Mm, I like that, I like that, uh, Devontae Adams call because I, I, I am of the opinion that the Green Bay Packers against Arizona are going to pull one of those FU games from Aaron Rodgers. 
You know, like he missed, he misses Devontae right. Adams wide open in the end zone. I think he's going to get his boy back. The, the Cardinals can clearly be scored upon. And, and I would expect that Aaron Rodgers wants to let the world know that he is, uh, he is fully capable of taking this team on a deep run. So I, I would, I would agree with all those. All right. Uh, anything, did I forget anything else? Did I forget to talk about anything else? I, I think we covered it all. I mean, we got beer. We got the things to know. We got, we got DFS. We're going to make all kinds of money and drink all kinds of beer. That sounds like a good Sunday. Heath Cummings, follow him on Twitter at Heath Cummings Senior. Uh, watch him on Sportsline. Uh, well, actually, watch, you can watch me on Sportsline on, um, on Thursday, on Wednesday night and, and maybe Thursday. You can watch Heath on Fantasy Football Today every day at noon on, you're not every day, but it is on every day. You're on most of the time. On CBS Sports HQ, cbssports.com slash live. Heath, talk to you next week, buddy.